the first thing that I have on my notes is the Newtown gun show. I mean, that was the number one topic that people were interested in. I don't know how many of you uh, have heard about this, but uh, at the last the Board of Supervisors meeting, a couple of uh, residents showed up and talked about this and were uh, opposed to it. And at that, after that, the township, um, well, before that, the township had sent out a notice of violation. Uh, the gun show was supposed to be at the um, uh, the sports complex owned by Jim Worthington, um, and uh, that is in a district where uh, this use is not permitted. And that's what the notice of violation was about. And so looking at the records, I haven't seen any, uh, he's, the owner has a right to appeal that violation. And Jim Worthington has said that on a you know, podcast that he would uh, postpone that meeting until he gets a variance, which is something that he would have to go to the zoning hearing board uh, to get. The zoning hearing board would, will meet next on March 3rd. And uh, he may appeal at that point. And uh, I've gotten several um, ideas from people about um, the arguments that uh, the zoning hearing board may use or the township may use uh, against granting this variance. Now, really what happens is that when the appeal comes through, the board of supervisors can be a party to the case at the zoning hearing board meeting. One of two things, the supervisors could send a letter saying, we oppose this with you know, maybe some reasons why, or if we wanted to take a stronger stance, we could send our solicitor and uh, there'll be a hearing basically, which our solicitor will argue against grants, granting the variance. For myself, uh, you know, I need to learn more about the possible arguments, for example, the solicitor could use against granting this variance. And one of them was suggested uh, by me, by uh, a resident, it was pretty interesting, uh, had to do with guns and childcare education facilities. Um, it appears that in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, you cannot, um, you cannot carry a, a gun or certain types of guns within 1,000 feet of um, an educational, like a, like a school or a childcare center. And from what I've heard, uh, it doesn't matter if that school is in session or if the daycare center is open. Um, and as I remember at that sports arena, there is a daycare center uh, where uh, they are able to 
you know, um, have children while uh, the parents may be exercising at the neck. I'm not quite sure about that, but, you know, that's what I've learned. Uh, of course, um, my personal view is that these gun shows, I think, uh, although the owner or the producer of the show has indicated that there will be no so-called ghost guns, which are made out of plastic and you assemble it from a kit and they usually don't have any um, identification numbers on them and you don't need a, um, you don't need to, to do a, what do you call it? A, a background check. Uh, so there won't be any ghost guns, uh, although the producer of the show has another business where uh, he does sell ghost guns and he seems to be a good a fanatic about ghost guns according to an ad that I've seen. But still at gun shows, certain guns, long guns, I think uh, rifles and such can be sold by individuals who are not licensed dealers. So for example, you or I, if we own some guns and we want to get rid of them and want to pay to have a table at the show, we can uh, go to the show and try to sell our guns. And you don't, background checks are not required for, the, for those types of uh, purchases. So uh, there's, there's that to think about. Anybody got any questions about that? Yeah, yeah John, isn't there a, a daycare center? right down the street from there, other than in the, in the facility itself? Yeah, I don't, you know, I need to- uh, I don't know if it's a thousand feet, but we just deny them on that based on Pennsylvania state law, let them fight the state. Yeah, I gotta, you know, I'm not a, a, an expert on the law and I'm just reciting what uh, somebody told me, they sent some uh, uh, links and, um, I have that in my document that I can't show you right now, but I will send it out to people what that link was. Um, so, yeah, I thought that would be a great uh, way to stop this show from happening at that location, uh, at least not having, you know, granting the variance. I mean, the Zoning Hearing Board is sort of an independent uh, group quasi-legal group that uh, the supervisors, for example, don't have control over. But like I said, we could send our lawyer there, pay him, oh. if we feel that there is a good reason to oppose this. And that looks like the best reason that I think uh, we can uh, oppose this without getting into you know, whether it's okay for people to own guns and so on and so forth, arguments that people might raise. Any other, if you have any other ideas of, um, you know, why this zoning hearing board should deny the variance. And besides, it's a public meeting. I don't know if the zoning hearing board, uh, the zoning hearing board doesn't allow uh, public comments to be part of the hearing, but they will listen to comments. Uh, it's not 
I don't know legally how they handle it. Uh, if they hear comments after they already make their decision or before they make their decision, it's sort of hit or miss. So, but it will most likely be discussed at the uh, Board of Supervisors meeting because usually that's the procedure. We have to decide whether we are going to oppose it and that has to be done at a public meeting. So that's that. Uh, John, Barbara just yes. pointed out that the Center for Autism is very close to the NAC. And I don't know yes. if that falls under the category of care or learning, but it's worth checking out. Yeah, I remember. I, I know that place. Yeah. Um, okay, thanks. That may be something to look into. Um, the other thing that people have been interested in, and I'm certainly interested in, is the uh, North Sycamore Street pedestrian safety. Um, you probably are aware that there was uh, some time ago uh, a fatal um, accident. I won't say accident. The police don't use the word accident anymore. It was a car pedestrian crash that resulted in a fatality the pedestrian who was using the crosswalk at uh, Silo Drive and North Sycamore. So we had the, uh, our traffic engineers come back to us with some ideas on how to improve the safety there. And they came back with a bunch of ideas. Uh, one of them was to repaint the crosswalks with these piano keys, the white, white stripes, which I found a study for that showed that these are much more visible at a further distance than the types, than the two parallel lines that used to be there. So that's already been implemented. And the engineers are going, are supposed to give a more complete uh, report uh, based on their analysis of traffic study from the police. Uh, they're looking into working with, the, with PennDOT on reducing the speed limit to 25 miles per hour. And they're also looking into um, installing these, what are called rapid uh, flashing beacons, which are push, push button activated. So uh, if you are attempting to go across this crosswalk, especially at night, you could push this button and the flashing beacon will flash. And it's very, difficult not to see that and it lights up the crosswalk. And hopefully that will uh, make uh, cars obey the law and stop for you to be able to cross the street. I know from uh, one person who uh, reported to me they were there recently at night and uh, tried uh, carefully to get into the crosswalk and uh, you know walk across the street, but no car would stop for them. And so, uh, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to make that safer. And uh, the most difficult part of it would be getting the speed limit reduced to 25 miles per hour, which 
I think is, you know, a good idea. Um, so of course, uh, we need uh, enforcement of the law. And, um, you know, I don't know how many uh, speeding violations were actually ever given out to anybody on North Sycamore Street. You know, I look through those records and see if I can find any. Uh, but maybe we need some more enforcement as well on, on that corridor, as they call it. I, I think that's all I have on that. Anybody got questions on that? Don, it's Greg Zarnota again. Um, if they're going to do piano keys on Sycamore Street, they ought to do them through Newtown Grand and across all the roads that have crosswalks now. They need to be refurbished. They're there, but they're half there, not there in certain spots. And if you go around, I mean, a matter of touch up. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing over. Well, that's a good point. And we'll get into uh, that kind of discussion uh, under the ARP, you know, the, uh, uh, the money that we've gotten for uh, COVID relief, which I'll get into because that money can be used for these sorts of things. Um, so that's a good idea. I'm gonna put that on my list. Uh, the township has its own list. I'll get into that a little bit later. But the next thing uh, was the Toll Brothers update. Anybody interested in that? Um, the Yes, I am. I am. Okay. I am. This, I guess people are familiar with it. It's going to be, uh, what is it? Maybe 45 homes or something like that, or 60 homes. Excuse uh, me, this I, is Susan Riley. Can you hear me? Yes, Susan. Okay, I didn't know. I just I've been quiet the whole time. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a settlement agreement that is going to be voted on, I guess, on the February 26th uh, board of supervisors meeting. And uh, there's, you might know, there are, there was one plan uh, in the fall of 2021. Uh, where they were going to use the municipal drive as access. I mean, people on Twining Bridge Road were complaining about access to Twining Bridge Road, and then they switched this to municipal drive, which uh, is part of the township complex and goes through township-owned land. I wasn't happy with that, and neither were the people at the Lancy Court across the street. Uh, because uh, it would feed into their, how they access Durham uh, Road. And so Toll Brothers came back with another plan uh, that was actually uh, something that I think PennDOT did a study on a long time ago where they said if there was ever a development in this land, the access point should be North Drive. Right. That's what they came back with, the access at North Drive, where there is a light, whereas Municipal Drive, there wasn't going to be a light, just a stop sign. Plus, you have emergency vehicles and so on and so forth. So I never thought that was a good idea. Uh, so the new plan is now uh, North Drive only 
access in and out. So, uh, Susan, did you want to say something? No, I'm just listening. I'm just collecting the details. I'm I'm also planning on going in person to the township meeting. That's on what the 23rd or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 23rd. Is it? Uh, wait a minute. It's the 10th, the 20th. Yeah, maybe the 23rd. On the 23rd, yeah, the, 7 p.m. The 23rd. That's right. Right. So today was the first time I've really joined you on anything. So I thought I would just, I read the letter, the attorney's letter. And since the maps were illegible, I did go on the site to make sure that I really understood what was going on. And I thought I would just listen tonight and get more facts before I really made my list of all the reasons that I don't want it to happen. Okay. Uh, did you get enough facts? <laughs> Oh, well, I got enough facts. Yeah, I have a lot of facts now. I thought maybe I'd hear more from all of you. Um, I've been, I live in Newtown Ground. I've been here 35 years, so I've seen a lot of, a lot of Till Brothers projects come about. Um, you know, my first instinct is that it's going to be more traffic, North Drive. It took us a long time to even get a light um, on 413 North Drive. And, and oh, yeah. it's already too, it, that took a long time. It took about 10 years. And then it's already too busy. And of course, then we've got a loss of farmland, a huge loss of farmland. And my other question was, is Saint Cemetery actually selling Toll Brothers the property? Oh yeah, they own it. Okay, and, our, and uh, okay. So it's a Catholic dialysis that is selling this, selling our cemetery. <laughs> Well, well I've uh, got plots. <laughs> it, it's a conservation management district, which I guess uh, a cemetery is, is an allowed use. They haven't used it for that, this particular land. Um, uh -huh. there, there is some watershed um, features there which can't be developed because there's a water table and all that, uh, which is useless for development. So. They're limited in a number, and there is, in conservation management, it seems like uh, oxymoron to me that they would allow these types of houses to be built in something that's supposed to be managing, you know, be conservative, let's say, with open space and uh, use for agricultural use. Um, I however, think that was my big question. What are the laws on what are the laws on that? So we're not well, completely overdeveloped. There are two things, as I understand, and I don't get into too many details, but one's called a cluster development, where if they cluster these homes together, uh, you know, they're, they're allowed to, to do that in the conservation management district. They're also allowed to build super big, you know, very expensive homes if each one is on three acres or something like that. Okay. Uh, so those mm -hmm. are like per permitted uses. And this, uh, mm -hmm. it's not a, a, it's a conditional use, meaning they have to get uh, approval by the Board of Supervisors. And, you know, the Board of Supervisors. Sorry, somebody want to say something? No. The Board of Supervisors had uh, rejected this plan, and that's why the township was sued. And this settlement, oh. it, uh, right? And this settlement was uh, offered instead of 
going to court to uh -huh. um, fight in court. And as you know, we have a very uh, bad track record in winning in court. <laughs> and uh, yes, our solicitor has said that we have a poor chance of winning. And um, I don't know how much more I could tell you because, you know, I am uh, constrained by, uh, you know, this is a legal matter and I'm not supposed to be uh -huh. talking about one question I have about it, though, are we under this agreement, are the acreage that are going to be preserved? Is that still within the agreement? In other words, Toll's not going to be able to build another uh, development behind this one along Twining Bridge Road. No, it won't be because it's using up most of the space. There will be 100 or 99 acres that Toll will uh, donate to the township as open space not to be developed. And um, uh, that's uh, not along Twining Bridge Road, but you got to look on the plan to find that. Uh, that's part of the agreement. Um, you know, for me, uh, I don't know what agricultural uses uh, there used to be, you know, somebody farming that area. Um, and the way around it is that each little plot of land has some agricultural soil on it. <laughs> so they got around the preservation of agricultural soil by having, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not, don't quote me on this, you know, maybe nine feet behind their property, which they cannot do anything mm. with. And that's supposed to be agricultural soil, but I always argued that hey, I, I'm over here, I'm going to build a shed over there. It's, and I'm not supposed to, but, you know, <laughs> uh, who's... Now, John, I have one question. John, yeah. this is Susan again. I, my understanding from the letter is that the board denied this proposal twice, the first plan and the second plan. Is that correct? Uh, well, we didn't The first plan was... It was go ahead. We didn't, have, uh, we didn't officially vote on it. We discussed this at a meeting where residents came in from Delancey Court and there was uh, a lot of brouhaha. And, uh, you know, I think most of the members of the uh, board were expressing their, you know, they don't like this plan as well as the residents did that. And uh, can you I tell us know. why the board, the board's, the board's reasons for them not liking it? Uh, well, we didn't want to have this be a burden uh, on, you know, the Lancy Court, and there was just a stop sign. I felt it was uh, unsafe, and I also felt that no matter what the fire department and police department said that we have emergency vehicles coming in and out there. And uh, on top of that, we were giving toll the right to put a road through our uh, township property. And uh, that property uh, might be used for some other purpose, but if it was divided by a road, you know, maybe that wouldn't be usable. Uh, so we were giving a lot to toll brothers 
when in fact the uh, study that somebody brought up who lives, the uh, Delancey Court resident, who uh, touted this uh, study that said, and PennDOT agreed that the best, uh, if there's development there, the access should be North Drive. And so those were- And what, are the, what does the board think of that plan? I think- uh, Yeah, yourself there, okay. If, if I didn't want to go to court, that plan would be okay by me. Uh, I don't believe it would be a uh, hassle or detriment to the people at the, in uh, the development uh, Newtown Grant because there's number one, there's a traffic light there which would control the traffic. Number two, I don't think there's going to be a lot of through traffic to North Drive. I think people are going to use Dorm Road. Uh, right. And will Dorm Road be able to handle that traffic? Um, you know, probably it's not a good, you know, I don't like all the development that's going on. So if it were up to me and I didn't have to go to court to defend it, I would say, you know, I don't like this, number one, because I think we can, we should keep open more, as much open space as we can. But if they have a right to build, they have a right to take us to court and to sue us. And if we lose, which, you know, probably would happen, where are we? We, we don't have the settlement agreement and toll can do practically anything it wants at that point. I hate it when the judge uh, says, oh, you've, you know, we told could do whatever it wants now because you lose, you know, so the courts decide rather than uh, people. And we've had a lot of uh, residents involved in this and um, it may be the best, you know, that we can do, let's say. If you look at the three proposals, the last proposal, the one that's going to be voted on and brought up after all the legal machinations, this is much smaller plan than either one of the other two. And number three, they are going to have to take care of the water issue along Twining Bridge Road because it's going to impact on their development. So that's going to be a plus for those people. I live in Newtown Grant and, and I see that traffic light there as the best of all worlds, instead of looping around the, what are we going to loop around a cemetery and come out on uh, Wrights Road, or now we're going to municipal, this one, they're not taking any of our property. They're giving us property to keep preserved, regardless of where it's at. It's still going to preserve property. Maybe we have it farmed out. Maybe somebody comes in there and, and wants to put an organic farm on there and the board says, okay, but for me, my personal opinion is that what else are we going to do? There's really, I mean, they'll beat us to death in court. Yeah, that's what okay. I feel. Um, so do you feel this is basically, I, I don't know the rest of you online where you live, but for those of you in Newtown Grant and I live real close to North Drive, do you really think this is the lesser of the three evils? Is that what we're going, is that what we're looking at here? Yes. I live in Newtown Grant, okay. and the bottom line is yes, because anything else 
is going to cause a bigger disruption down the road. The rights down thing was okay. crazy. I mean, especially the homes. Okay. This we're getting like 45 homes versus 60 or 79 or whatever they had. So again, I'm mean, okay. See, I didn't know that. I don't love toll. <laughs> I'm not a toll guy. It's not like I'm Yeah, I'm really not a toll guy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why but, that's why I joined this, because I yeah. thought that all of you were gonna you go but you go back historically, you're gonna know a lot more information than I do. And if this is the best of all the evils and you're telling me this and you've done all your homework, then, you know, okay, why go to court and lose? Exactly. And and incur the cost. And incur the cost, correct. Yes, and there's the cost of us going to court. And if they're going to win anyway, then at least they're winning. Yes, (laughs) of course, that's significant. they 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 have a lot more resources for it the lawyers than than we do oh of course they have millions and if this is the least of the evils then i feel a lot more comfortable with it so okay so i thank you for giving me your information and sharing your education with me so i have i have an an off-the-wall comment about the the farmland the preserved farmland uh if there's a development there and you said something about if there's <clears throat> land that could be agricultural land, you know, in, in cities, they're doing this thing called community gardens. Uh, is, is there any way that, that, that concept of it, it's farmland could then be transitioned into a community garden and then there's, there's, perhaps state and federal money to support that? That's uh, interesting. I mean, uh, you know, I'm thinking of the 99 acres that are uh, left uh, to the township as supposedly open space. I'm, you know, I like open space, but if it can be put to a use like you're talking about, it sounds like a good use that's, uh, I don't know if people are, you know, would use it that way, but something to think about. Uh, Now, the archdiocese owns other land further down the road, uh, which is something, um, you know, another different parcel of land. So, you know, who knows what's in the future? I know a few couple of people got in late and we talked about the gun show and we talked about North Sycamore Street. The people who came in after that have any questions about those two items? With the, with the gun show, we had some ideas maybe on how to uh, post it based on the fact that there may be a law about you know, having uh, carrying guns uh, within a thousand feet of a educational or healthcare site. Um, mm-hmm. I have a question, John. Yeah. Why, why would we ever want to sponsor a gun show or to allow a gun show? I know that Jim Worthington is a sponsor uh, to allow gun show where there's no background checks. Well, there are background checks if you're a licensed uh, dealer and if you, for certain guns, even unlicensed dealers are required to do background checks. But there are 
some category of guns that unlicensed dealers do not have to get a background check for. And I'm assuming that the, they will be at the show if the show goes on. It's not something that's illegal, basically. Uh, so oh, okay. You, you can't block and that. And is the state is the state of, of any help at all, or are they no, supportive you know, of the show? Is, funny thing, I was talking to my sons. I'm always trying to prevent them from having guns, but you know they go out to they go down to a different state. I forget what state it was to the shooting range, and they're asking them, "Hey, where are you guys from?" Uh, we're from Pennsylvania. You, you're from Pennsylvania and you come here to shoot guns? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> Pennsylvania doesn't have a good uh, anti-gun, uh, probably hmm. Steve Sakai could talk more about that than I can. Steve, did you have any comments? Um, nothing too specific, but I, I just wanted to find out the status of, uh, you know, what he's going to do next, what his next move is. And, His next uh, book would be to file an appeal with the Zoning Hearing Board. I mean, is there a chance mm -hmm. that he is going to win and that he, the show will go on? Uh, sure, there's a chance that he will win. Uh, but mm -hmm. we were saying that uh, maybe if the, the supervisors are opposed and think we have a good case against granting the variance, we could send our solicitor to the hearing to argue against it. And one of the best arguments I heard was, you know, this proximity to daycare or educational uh, facility. Um, so I, I, if anybody could look into that, maybe Steve, uh, I could get you in touch with somebody who I've been talking to about that and try to get some more background on that. I, I would ask the attorney, uh, our attorney to do that as well. Um, so, you know, the next meeting of the zoning hearing board will be March 3rd. So he hasn't yet filed an appeal that I know about, uh, but, you know, still has uh, time to do it. He has 30 days from, uh, I forget when the, um, the notice of violation went out. Uh, to file an appeal. It went out on the, the January 20th, maybe something around that day. Hey, John, I, I'd be willing to talk to the attorney, but I, I think the attorney would probably have a better idea of, you know, what's really permissible and not permissible. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I pretty much respect his opinion more than, you know, what I can come up with. Uh, and but uh, I, I just wanted to just say to everybody, I'm sure we're all on the same wavelength here. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's just definitely a worthwhile thing to oppose, uh, especially, uh, you know, politically uh, with respect to we know where Worthington's coming from. So uh, if we could make a stand here, that would be great. Uh, if we do lose, uh, you know, I think there's other things we could do, uh, you know, in terms of protests and letter writing, uh, and, you know, I, I wouldn't mind uh, helping out in terms of organizing some, you know, effort outside uh, the Newtown Supervisor uh, Forum. Uh, but hopefully it doesn't get to that, is hopefully uh, you will prevail right. and uh, you can figure out a way to, to stop that uh, from happening. And 
And what about uh, share with me? Of, there is a state. What about the national organizations that are opposed to all of the the gun shows and so on? Is there any kind of resource there, like like uh, you know, in the old days with um, with segregation and and the right to vote and so on? Yeah, that's a good that's a good idea, Helen. Uh, we used to have the ceasefire people come to our Fridays uh, protests. And, uh, you know, they were very helpful in terms of, you know, publicizing uh, uh, issues like that. So there could be other organizations, too, that we could tap into uh, that could help us. And, of course, there's public comment at the Board of Supervisors meeting. Uh, anytime you want to come in and make comments, anything that, even if it's not on our agenda, for example, this Wednesday, uh, you know, you can come in and make comments. Hey, the other and thing on the agenda was a hybrid uh, meeting. Are you talking about that next or? Yeah, I could just have a few words about that. Uh, you know, uh, my initial uh, um, idea was to be able to use something like Zoom so people who cannot make the meeting physically like the, and I'm thinking right now more or less the Board of Supervisors meetings uh, as the most important, uh, that there would be some way for them to participate via Zoom or some other uh, technology. We had several um, several proposals put forward by Video Gold, which handles our, our AV at the um, meeting room. Uh, I, I don't understand the, a couple of them that were like $30,000. I mean, I thought, they were putting forward proposals that were too, too complex and wanting to hire more people. I think it was just a means for them to get more money from us and I opposed it. And so what I wanted to settle on was, let's do something that other townships around us like Newtown Borough, Newtown Borough and uh, other townships are using uh, streaming, live streaming through YouTube. So the argument was there are a lot of uh, people who are no longer using uh, cable TV. Verizon's gonna get out of the cable TV business. And so I pay like $300 a month for cable TV. I wanna get rid of cable TV. I wanna, so uh streaming through youtube is a viable option for people to watch the meeting live however we didn't want to have our comments willy-nilly submitted to youtube because then we would have to monitor all that it would be a real hassle so what i proposed was that what we used to do when we had all zoom meetings was allow people to send in comments real time during the meeting via email to a special account, which would be monitored right up there at the dais and read out loud, just as if that person was standing up at the podium. So it goes into the public record mm -hmm. and uh, is recorded. And that is something that we are going to be talking about and hopefully uh, giving the authorization to implement that uh, this Wednesday. That sounds like a great idea. It sounds very interesting. Yeah, I think so too. Cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, that so sounds like some, a great idea. 
there are some board, you know, my position is I'd like to go the whole hog, you know, and be real technically savvy. And, but, you know, let's do something simple right away yeah, and get something cool. done. And then we could talk about the other ways. That room that we have there, uh, the audiovisual is terrible. Uh, and uh, we need to we need to fix that because even when you're in the room, a lot of people can't hear what's going on because the speakers, frankly, are not working properly. And there's feedback with the microphones, terrible, terrible technology. So that's my thinking on that. Anybody else have any views on that? Okay. The next I'm thing, waiting uh, for the day we don't have to do it remotely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's good reasons why a lot of people can't come to these meetings. The older people, I know one of the uh, board members of the uh, Quaker community uh, over here on, uh, on um, where I live, they want to participate in the government, but they don't have the mobility, they don't have cars. Uh, and so, you know, there are a lot of people in that situation that would- No, I, I appreciate that, but but the old days of in-person were, were, I miss. Well, you know, that may not have anything much to do with COVID. COVID uh, has shown weaknesses. And right now, I think a, a, a lot of people are very busy. I know we have uh, people in the technology and other committees who cannot make these meetings in person. Uh, one of my members of the technology committee has to take care of his daughter, put her to bed at night at about that time. And so, you know, there's, there's lots of uh, responsibility yeah. that people have and they can't make these meetings. So uh, I'm not saying I'm against in-person meetings. No. Oh no, I'm I'm just being old world and reminiscent. But um, <laughs> so is it is it open to um, to things that were not on the agenda? Is what open? The the forum. Yeah, sure. Can you I, can come. Well, I had I had written to you about the intersection of um, of Frost Lane. And um, I'm blanking Washington Avenue, and I'm blanking on the name of the road. Um, but anyway, I recently had a horrible accident there where someone ran, I think, ran the stop sign, and and fortunately, I was okay. But tens of thousands of damage to the car, and so on. So. And I see people running running those stop signs all the time because it it doesn't you have to come really far up and people perceive it as the as a through road. So anyway, my idea was um, if you had a camera, you'd probably make a lot of money getting people who run the stop signs. Well, you know, that's an interesting point that it, it applies to North Sycamore Street as well, where there are cameras. But, you know, I know my wife got two tickets in Brooklyn for going over the speed limit on one certain street. And all we got in the mail was a camera showing her driving the car and with the license plate. <laughs> 
and we had to pay the ticket. We had to pay the fine. I don't know if you could do that in Pennsylvania. You know, Pennsylvanians are getting weird uh, with those kinds of uh, laws. I, I, I don't know the law. They do it on the turnpike. We're doing it on 95 right now. Through yeah. the working, work zones going to Philly. Okay. They got that all set up with, with the cameras. They gave you a warning, and now 45 mile an hour through the work zone, or you get a ticket. Right. No, no leniency. <laughs> 45 or under. Well, they do it on they do it on the boulevard in Philadelphia. Yeah, it was on the boulevard, definitely. Are you get it, are you get it, but you can see the cameras. They're very they're very and there's also signs that tell you there are cameras there. Yeah. Well, and I know well, because I had, had a horrible personal experience at that intersection and I live nearby. Um, wow. I just thought it was worth throwing out there and that it might be a good source of income. Well, Helen, uh, mm. come to the meeting on Wednesday. Uh, Chief Hearn is going to be there giving his report and you can ask him all about that. What do you think about that? Yeah, I have called the the township police, but I haven't gotten very far. Well, you know, but I'll keep at this it. This is where an in-person meeting really pays off. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, he has to say something. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's that's my uh, view on that. All right. Well, I just wanted to bring it up. That's that's all. Okay, but. Bringing it up here, I mean, I'm just one person. I, I like the idea, and I might mention it at some point, and, uh, you know, we'll have to see. Um, the last thing, uh, well, maybe not the last, but you know, another very important thing is the Arcadia. And I know there are people here is, uh, is um, I guess you left. Peter, are you here? Yeah, yeah, there you are. Right here. Did you, did, did you want, I mean, uh, I know you sent the letter, an email today, um, but to get people familiar with this uh, process here, Arcadia is another development on uh, the uh, bypass and uh, what's that road, Buck Road? Buck Road, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the issues there was this really, there's only one point of access uh, that um, is this uh, small service road that's very close to the bypass. And the problem was how to get the traffic coming out of there and into there. And especially if you wanted people to uh, get into uh, Newtown uh, there were several um, proposals for changing the access, and I know Peter has uh, one particular um, uh, design. Uh, these all, there were four different designs put forward to PENDA, uh, both by the developer and by Peter and others. Uh, at a meeting that was held with Penda by Zoom, I think. And uh, all that was laid out and um, still uh, Penda refused any, uh, any design other than the U-turn, I guess is what we're gonna call it. 
at Mill Pond Road. Um, and this is very, very interesting. And the township originally opposed the idea because we thought that U-turn was unsafe. I still think it's unsafe. In fact, you know, now the, the developer has to get a permit uh, called a HAP, what's it called, High, Highway Occupancy Permit from PennDOT. And PennDOT, um, you know, once it approves that, it could go ahead and uh, make the um, changes to the road that will allow this U-turn. Um, the problem I see with the U-turn, other than I think it inherently unsafe, is uh, trucks will not be allowed to make that U-turn. And also the settlement agreement that we have with Arcadia, the developer, says there shall be no through truck traffic on Mill Pond Road. So how do trucks, like a delivery truck, say they want, like they're coming out of the development, they can only make a left to go up to Mill Pond Road. They can't make the U-turn to get into Newtown or get onto the bypass. And they can't make a right on Mill Pond Road to go through to, what's that, Richboro Newtown Road? To, yeah. to, to then use that to get onto the, uh, bypass. So what you're going to have, even though tr there's no through truck traffic, you're going to have truck traffic uh, through Mill Pond Road, and uh, it's not going to really be enforceable, basically. So I'll leave it up to Peter to explain what he would like to do. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, yeah, and, and I don't want to monopolize or, you know, take up a lot of time here since there's other folks here who probably, you know, don't have a lot of interest in this since it doesn't really affect their uh, their particular area. But um, like you I said, do. yeah, yeah, I Jane do. does, yeah, and and Carl does, um, and we and do. uh, I guess the Amons do. So maybe that's fifty percent of the people that are still on this call. But um, yeah, you know the I think the problem that where we are right now is, as John said, is that. Um, there were, you know, a number of alternatives considered. The one that that PennDOT, um, you know, the four basically that were presented to them, the one that scored the best in terms of some of the modeling that's done um, by traffic engineers was the U-turn. Um, but what it doesn't really address are the things that, uh, you know, a model can't really um, model how many people are going to cut through Newtown Crossing, how many people are going to um, have a really hard time getting from the side of the road that the development is on across uh, two lanes of traffic to get over to a uh, uh, the left lane to make the U-turn in, you know, in the heavy traffic times. And again, folks that aren't from that area aren't real familiar with uh, AM and PM traffic on Buck Road near the bypass, but it's pretty horrendous. Um, you know, and and tough just for the cars traveling through without people trying to cut across traffic to get, you know, to a U-turn lane. Um, so the other alternative that didn't score as well in terms of uh, the, the traffic flow and 
you know, moving traffic through the intersection was this alternative that basically was going to improve the current intersection at Buck Road and the bypass by um, basically including the, uh, the people coming out of or trying to get into Arcadia into that traffic signal scheme. And um, the, the bottom line is that it's, uh, you know, where it stands right now is that uh, PennDOT does not favor that option. Um, I think, uh, you know, the residents of Newtown Crossing, Liberty Square, Eagle Ridge, and, and Crown Point, the people that, you know, are most affected by this in this particular area, um, I think are not happy with the U-turn for all the reasons that John said. The, uh, this other alternative would really address all of those because it gives protected access and, and egress from that development through the traffic signal. And um, so what the reason I wanted to get on and talk to John and um, is because we're not going to get any further with PennDOT because PennDOT's a state organization. It's, um, you know, it's kind of weighed in on, on the objective criteria that they have to weigh in on. It's not really a way to objectively say, well, how many accidents or uh, um, cut throughs or, you know, uh, unsafe maneuvers or other things or something, God forbid, like uh, Sycamore Street that causes the supervisors to have to respond after the fact. You know, we're trying to get out in front of this thing and come up with something that um, is, is going to be safe, uh, you know, the safest for these new residents as well as the existing residents and traveling public. And, and that's why we're still, <laughs> we're not, we're not willing to let it go just yet. And, uh, um, and what we were hoping to get, you know, from, from John is if find out tonight is how best to, uh, get support from the supervisors. Um, Carl Rizicka, I'm on the board for Newtown Crossing. Um, so is Carl Rizicka, who's, uh, you know, on this call as well. We went to representative, uh, Sarrio's, uh, office and representative Warren, our, our state Senator for this area. And also, um, you know, state representative and both offices are supportive to, to, uh, you know, see what the options are to try to, uh, have kind of the overall best alternative for the community, not just based on the, uh, the number scoring from the review, um, taken back up with PennDOT. Um, but they're very interested in, well, how's the, the supervisors feel about this? And um, so, you know, we, we go to a lot of the supervisors meetings and we make comments and things like that. But, you know, as any of you that are on the call know that go to supervisors meetings, it's public comment, but it's not, you know, public dialogue. It would just get out of hand, I think, if uh, <laughs> there was a lot of dialogue like this at a supervisors meeting. Um, so you don't really get a chance to ask questions if you're a person like you or me or the other people on this call. You basically make a statement and it, you know, if a supervisor decides to talk based on that, that's one thing. But um, so what we're hoping to do is, is uh, work with the state representatives to get um, PennDOT to change your mind, but really are hoping that, you know, you, John, based on your comments that you just made and you've made along the road um, as we've gone through this process and some of the other supervisors, uh, you know, would like to get a feel from you if, if uh, you know, if the state representatives need something from the township, you know, would you be, you know, would you 
would you personally or would the other supervisors be willing to um, basically state what your feelings are about this, your position on this to, you know, to be supportive of this other alternative? Because I think that would hold a lot of sway um, in addition to, you know, the 800 plus uh, families between these three developments um, or four developments rather that, you know, they're affected by this and the traveling public. So um, that's why I wanted to bring it up here because we could actually talk about it <laughs> rather than shoot emails back and forth and stuff like that. And then, um, like John said, uh, I did send a uh, message out based on the input from representatives and senators offices today to the other supervisors, basically saying what I just said now and, you know, what John and I have uh, talked about in emails see if we could, you know, somehow get in a dialogue going with the other supervisors about how, you know, how they could support us with this, if they're interested in supporting us with this. So, um, so that's. Well, um, I, I don't know about the particular, uh, I guess it's plan number four that you're talking about, but I know that the supervisors are on record for opposing this plan. plan based on the U-turn. It is unsafe, wrong record. I was even quoted in, in the patch or whatever. Uh, and that goes way back. Uh, however, uh, we did, I, I must give credit <laughs> to, the, to the township uh, that got the, uh, the residents really involved in the executive sessions where we worked out a settlement agreement. Uh, we also fought to have uh, PennDOT meet with residents. And we did do that where we discussed all these four options. And I was very vocal with the, uh, the person there who's in charge, Mr. Francis Haney, uh, you know, saying, you know, why we opposed the U-turn and why we were in favor of this or that other alternative that was put forward. And he was adamant. And the last thing I was able to do was with regard to the highway occupancy permit application that was filed, you know, the developer was required to give proof that the township, and I took that to mean residents of the township, had an opportunity to review the, uh, the uh, permit application. And the developer put in something uh, as proof just from the engineer's review that never even mentioned U-turn, highway, <laughs> or anything to do with it. And so I talked to Mr. Haney personally and said, you know, they, in this application, they did not offer proof. And Mr. Haney said, you know, our, uh, you know, it, it's a good idea to make sure what the townships, about the townships concerns and comments may be. But in reality, we are all well aware that the township knows all about the project. We very much appreciate from the planning commission. So what we got is the planning commission to look over this in a public meeting. There were only a couple of me uh, people uh, at that meeting uh, who made comments. Um, 
And, but Mr. Haney said it is uh, unfortunate that a better compromise could not be worked out with the access. And so he seems pretty adamant that no matter what plan alternative to the U-turn that you put forward, that PennDOT's never going to accept it. And it's at that point, it's completely out of our hands unless the uh, state representatives uh, have a, a sword they can hang over his head. Uh, but I doubt it seriously. <laughs> um, and But they should know that we've opposed this U-turn from the very, very beginning. And we were sued because we opposed this. And uh, we did all these other things to, to try to mitigate that. So uh, I'm at a loss to think how much more we can do at this point. John, couldn't you put a motion out for the board that the, the board has and always will oppose the U-turn option that is proposed by Arcadia and we send it to our state rep, we send it to our state senator and anybody else, we, any other politician we can get involved in it and say, this is nuts, because it is. Well, that's a possibility. Uh, they're not going to like me for doing that, but <laughs> we like you. We like you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great idea. You know, I think, John, you really rattled off a great list of things that, you know, over the course of time that you guys have done. And, and I, I think something just, you know, a summary of the record to your point um, on you know, township letterhead or whatever the formal way, you know, that, that like that Greg was just talking about that would summarize that um, would be very helpful because then it's not just a bunch, you know, a bunch of people in the community whining about something. It's, um, it, it kind of solidifies the record. And to your point, there has been a lot of discussion by the supervisors and the community and other people um, with concerns about that option. And, um, I, you know, I, I think you're right. It's, it's a, it's a, uh, stretch that, um, that there's going to be some intervention that, uh, you know, that the Senator or the representative can do with, with either Fran or something, but I, we're kind of looking for them to basically articulate that, you know, you, you, in your job, Fran, have to look at sort of objective criteria, and you did, and we understand that. We understand why you landed where you did, but we're not happy with it. And we've got all these other less objective and more subjective things that we have, you know, concerns about. And we're looking for you to, uh, you know, like you, like you've said, and for the folks that you know may not be familiar with it on here, the PennDOTs. Um, desired alternative is to cut a, a big swath uh, through a, a wood forest basically between this property and Newtown Crossing and Eagle Ridge um, in order to, you know, basically provide all the access in and out of this development through, uh, through the woods that, um, you know, are adjacent to our development. And, you know, Greg, just like you were talking about with the, uh, you know, up near the municipal complex there and some of the other environmental issues that people have brought up. Um, you know, that's been a non-starter for, uh, for the developments since the beginning. 
and uh, we certainly don't have any objection to somebody who has rights to develop a property to develop it, but it shouldn't be at the expense of the safety and the quality of life and, uh, you know, condemnation or whatever of property in order to do it. And, and, and the supervisors were very helpful in crafting that into the settlement agreement that we, we hammered out as part of the, uh, the approval for Arcadia to be built. So, but that's what Fran, you know, Hanny would like to see. And I understand why he would like to see that, but it ain't going to happen. And, um, you know, so that does that mean then we have to do something that is a really bad option or do we do something that's, you know, kind of the best middle ground between that? And that's kind of where that's how this whole other option to see was born. And we're just hoping maybe there's a shot at, uh, you know, getting them to agree to that. Well, you know, I, I, I have to think that the kind of the ship has sailed, basically. We went through discussions with that. Uh, and I, I don't think they're going to move about it. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if anything, uh, a kind of statement from the supervisors. I can ask a couple of my fellow supervisors what they think before we bring this up at a meeting and it's shot down and it looks bad. Um, I'd like to talk to them first to see what they think about um, sending some kind of statement to the state senators. We usually, I don't know if that's been done before with anything. Um, um, and I and they know. haven't asked for that, John. I'm not trying to put you on the spot and say, you know, they want you to send a letter. They haven't really articulated exactly what support would look like yet. We're, you know, we're going to have to hear back from them as to, you know, what exactly that might be. So, yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, sign you up for something to deliver something that, you know, puts you in a you or the, or the other supervisors in a bad place. Um, but by the same token, uh, you know. Nothing's going to happen with this if uh, if we don't continue to push it, and and maybe nothing will happen with it. But we're just hoping that um, you know we could kind of get if if you and the other supervisors all feel the same about it, you know, is there one last uh, hail mary we can do with the uh, you know with the state with the support of the state representatives to help kind of push this thing over the uh, over the finish line? Maybe it's not going to happen. Well, uh I just think I just think they don't know what we've done up until this time. Uh, it's uh, a lot of it's in the public record and the minutes, and you know uh, I don't want them going searching through it, but I could you know try to put something together to show from the minutes how we feel about this. Uh, I did, I believe, record the meeting that we had with Mr. Haney. Uh, and I did write that up. Um, I'm willing to, you know, send that to uh, um, Steve and um, um, Perry. Perry, uh, you know, because I feel they probably don't know all those details. And um, you know, I've try to have a good uh, relationship with uh, Mr. Haney, um, because as we discussed previously in this meeting, we have a lot of other things we want to bend pen dot on uh, that have to also do with safety 
And, um, you know, we don't want to, I don't know, you know, I, we need to have a good relationship with PennDOT and we need them to work with us and we need to work with them. But, you know, we did present everything to PennDOT. We were adamant, uh, but I think our state representatives should know more about that. And that's what I can maybe help do. I'll talk to the other supervisors that I can talk to and see what they think. Yeah, it's no, no, no harm, no foul. If everybody else says, nah, we're done. We don't want to get involved. Then nobody wants to get involved. But if they say, yeah, we all hate this, which they do. I haven't heard a supervisor yet say it's a good idea. And I don't expect to ever hear one say it. So if they do agree with you, then they send the letter out to the, the rep and the senator. And it's a last hope for that situation. It's the last best hope, I guess. Well, we can all agree, but then uh, that we don't like it. But then to actually do something about it, that's something <laughs> oh, yeah. else. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's the next step if we, you know, if this is going to go anywhere is really to that point. And, you know, I agree the environment uh, that you're in is you don't want to burn any bridges with uh, with PennDOT. And I can certainly appreciate that. And I don't I think this could be just be done constructively. I mean, it's it's you know, it's nothing personal. It's just business. You know, we're just trying to make one more uh, shot here to his reason beyond the information that he's used to take the position that he has this far and see if, uh, you know, if there's a way to get him to, uh, to move on it. And well, if there, yeah, if there uh, isn't, then he won't. I mean, that's, or, or if his, you know, I don't know, he's, he reports to somebody. I mean, if it's somebody that kind of lets him off the hook for it based on, uh, you know, additional information or whatever, and, um, okay. One thing uh, I didn't mention was that, you know, our, our traffic engineer did uh, submit something, you know, they had to do three uh, highway occupancy permit applications. And they're hoping the third one's the charm. But the, in response to the second one, our traffic engineers criticized the U-turn option. Uh, in terms of the study that was used to uh, defend it, in terms of, uh, you know, they use models of, of uh, cars that are 19 feet long or whatever it was. And the uh, traffic engineer said they need to do studies showing, uh, you know, larger vehicles. Uh, but I think, uh, the argument that the Arcadia meant is uh, made against that in their application, the third application, was that, um, you know, that's not needed because we don't allow, we're not allowing U-turns of trucks. Anything bigger than cars and SUVs are not allowed to make the U-turn, so there's no need to do that study. Now, how would... That's a uh, circular argument. Kind of, but how would PennDOT look at that? I don't know, you know? Um, now, it doesn't come up before the Board of Supervisors as something that we are piping in on again. You know, we don't, there's no reason for PennDOT to ask us again what we think of that. 
uh, and they won't. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess the third application, I haven't heard that it's been accepted, um, but. Uh, well, th that's why we were trying to get involved now, um, John, because once it gets accepted, it's a done deal. And I can't imagine that uh, anybody's going to go to court to stop it at that point. But, you know, I mean, look at what happened on Sycamore Street. That intersection was a bad intersection for years. And it took a fatality until people got energized enough to say, we have to make some changes here so this doesn't happen again. We're looking at it saying, you know, five years from now or 10 years from now when that development's in and you have uh, one accident after another and God forbid there's a fatality, that's when people will really get energized, but it's, it's too late then. We still have a little bit of time to maybe make a change that community would favor and, and the board of supervisors know it would be, um, would enhance safety. It's still not gonna be great, but it, it's better than what's being proposed. Hey Jane, you always have a lot of, uh, you know, constructive things to say in, you know, conference calls and videos and stuff that we've been on, on before you've been kind of quiet. Do you have anything from your perspective? I, I came because I wanted to learn what that option was, you, you know, because I hadn't even heard that there was a potential other thing than making that U-turn. Um, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere. I'll talk to anybody. I'll, I'll, I'll do anything if we can fix this. You know, I, I just, I don't know the politics of it. I don't know where to go or who to talk to. I'll, I'll wear a sign in the street. I'll do whatever I have to do. I'll chain myself to the trees. I don't care. But um, if there's any way, Mr. Mack, that you can bring this forward for us, I mean, there's a lot of support for it in our neighborhood. I know our community is tired. You know, we've been through this and we've been defeated so many times and they're tired, but they do care. And we would love to have anything but that U-turn. Well, not almost anything. Um, but having that signal fixed there, I mean, if we could just bring that to the forefront somehow, I, I just, I mean, I don't have any other options. I don't have a, another answer, but I just would be willing to work to do anything to not have our kids and everything else at risk. Well, you know, I, I don't know how far this will get, but, um, you know, certainly something that I can mention. Um, you know, I have to see what the other supervisors have to say. If they are going to be like, ah, we're not interested in talking about that. I know I'm gonna get shut down in the meeting. And I think it's more important that the state representatives know where we've stood on this, what we've done for this, uh, to oppose this and to ask, I mean, does, does this have to be an official letter from the Board of Supervisors? That, that to me might be difficult to get. 
Would it be okay for a couple of supervisors to sign a letter? Maybe that would help, especially if they're Democrats. And, you know, uh, I could talk to my friends about that and see what they feel about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, because, Steve, you know, or Steve, John, you know better, like you guys have relationships, I would imagine, or, uh, you know, certainly could with uh, with Steve and Perry. I, I just want to do whatever we can do to um, make sure that they understand how people feel about it and can help articulate that and sort of just push this this last this last piece to you know, the the the. I guess the the rational, more uh, subjective side of this that we've tried to articulate in all these discussions that just doesn't come out in a table or a piece of paper and some of the stuff that Fran has to use to make kind of business decisions. And, you know, it's like a lot of things, uh, some, you know, there's, there's that piece of it. And then there's, if, if that was the case, you wouldn't need people. You could just have this machines make decisions. But what we're looking for here is the, uh, you know, the human side. And that's where I think, you know, to your point and to our point of the representatives, because they're state agency, you know, people operating in the same venue and with, uh, you know, a higher level of cloud, I know, than I certainly have. And, and I would imagine a municipal um, supervisor has with a state agency, we're all, you know, they're sovereign well, over the townships. So. When, when I, I thought there was a, a representative from Steve Santosero's office that participated in this meeting with uh, PennDOT. There was, and, and, and actually um, there were a couple people on from, uh, uh, there was a person on from Perry's office and Steve's office. We spoke to one of the people today. The other guy from uh, Perry's office was out. And the person we did speak to, you know, said uh, um, they, you know, they understood sort of the objective side of it and understood the argument that Fran was making, just like I did and you did and everybody else that were on that call. But um, but they, I think they also, and Carl, you know, you could say kind of what you thought, but I think they appreciated the other side of this um, that we've been trying to articulate and, um, you know, and that they'd be willing to go to bat to try to uh, argue that aspect of it with them, you know. Uh, yeah, well, at least they didn't say they, they needed a letter necessarily. What they no. indicated was they needed to know a sense of how the supervisors felt is this something it's worth them going to bat for? Because if if the supervisors aren't aligned with what they're trying to do, they don't want to do it. Well, I mean, you might never get 100% of supervisors aligned with it, but you might get three. And it's good as having it open in a public meeting for a vote as to us signing or contacting them ourselves and saying, you know, for example, I would say, you know, when uh, an accident happens at that U-turn, you know who they're going to blame, don't you? It's going to be the supervisors. Uh, why didn't we do something to stop this? And that's how we feel uh, because, and we'll use as an example, North Sycamore Street, 
why didn't we do something sooner? Okay. Uh, you know, so that's, if we brought it up in public at a public meeting, you know, I'm sure we won't get 100% of the supervisors to say, yes, let's communicate that to our state representatives. But let me talk to uh, Ellen Snyder, who was newly elected. She has better relationships with the Santisero's office than I do. Um, and um, Mr. Fisher as well. They've been involved with the Newtown uh, Democrats. I'm just kind of a fellow traveler, you know, so uh, I don't go to all their meetings and such. Um, so, you know, they would be important people to voice their concerns to our state representatives and they know them personally, obviously. Um, let me see what they think of it. And yeah, that's all that we're asking for, John. I mean, um, you know, it's, the Hail Mary, you know, fourth and uh, fourth and fourteen, maybe or something like that. But uh, hopefully, you know, this the this one is the charm too, with uh, trying to hey, maybe have this thing turn out the way uh, the folks in the community would like to see it turn out. Try what we can do, whatever. Yeah, and. Um, you know, I don't know what makes sense for the supervisors meeting. Again, that that's a very difficult place, you know, without really even having an agenda item. I didn't want to get up there and just uh, sound off. That's why I thought it might make more sense to, you know, send the uh, letter out kind of articulating well, yeah, the stuff right. I've been talking about with you. But I'll do, you know, whichever you think is going to be more effective. Uh, obviously, people know you, uh, Pete, and... Uh, I don't know, Jane, if you've been there, but um, it really helps me if, you know, a resident were to come up and suggest something, you know, then I could say, you know, I think that's a good idea. I wanna, I'd like to know what the other supervisors think about that, you know? Uh, it's, it's, yes, we don't have to respond to public comments, but we can respond right. to public comments. And um, sometimes that works. It makes it a lot easier for me because uh, then I won't get shot down by somebody saying, oh, it's not on the agenda. You can't talk about that, you know? Um, so, you know, consider that. Um, that would be an easy way to open the discussion in the public format forum. But let me see what the other, uh, my friends think. And I can get back to you, Peter, on that. Yeah, and if, you know, since the meeting's coming up here quickly, um, and and I think the window is probably closing, I don't know where things stand with this highway occupancy permit, but that's kind of what I'm concerned about is if the, if the window's closed on that, it's gonna be a much, you know, I think it's like to Carl's point, it's probably going to be a done deal. And, uh, and then you're talking about the only way it's going to get changed is if there's a, uh, a legal battle and, and that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, I, I don't know when the uh, third 
um, permit was submitted. I've, I've written, I can send you all links when we follow up with this. So uh, if uh, we have one more, couple more minutes, are people okay? Uh, I wanted to talk just about two more things that just quickly, if I could. Yeah, thanks uh, for the time, everybody. Thank yeah. you. Once the electric vehicle charging stations, uh, this recently came before the zoning hearing board, you know, the Homewood Suites, the owners of the property uh, that that's located at uh, want to install three electric vehicle charging stations in the parking lot. And uh, that was brought before the planning commission and uh, the supervisors uh, decided we're not gonna oppose that. Uh, and it went to the zoning hearing board where they unanimously approved it, uh, I think on, when would, uh, was it February 3rd, that meeting? Um, and I talked to some of the zoning hearing board uh, members. There's no use in any of the zoning, uh, the joint zoning ordinances that we have for electric vehicle charging stations. And we were told that uh, a lot more of these are going to be asked for by developers in uh, developments and you know uh, other areas, and that we need to define a use for it so that we can uh, standardize maybe or you know there were some questions about uh, you know maybe this should be defined better in our zoning regulations. So that's something I might put forward to the Joint Zoning Commission Council. Uh, I don't know how, I think most people feel good about having charging stations that is, and these charging stations would be open to the public. Uh, I guess more and more people will be having electric vehicles. Uh, and it, the question is, uh, you know, how do you deal with uh, people who might be charging their cars for eight hours versus three hours or two hours, that sort of thing. Um, is it free? Should it be free? Who pays for it? Um, where should they actually be located? Um, that sort of thing. Anyway, the last item is going to be interesting discussion is about spending the uh, American Relief uh, Funds, uh, the uh, American Rescue Plan Funds, actually. Um, we have up to more than $2 million coming to us and it could be spent on practically anything. And just to sum it up really quickly, the, our, our township manager asked well, every department what its wish list was and there's a bunch of wish list items, <laughs> you know, that they would like to have trucks, this and that, and cars and I'm trying to, do other things like in the hybrid meetings, improving the communications and uh, audiovisual in the meeting room, uh, paving more roads, uh, which is on there. So we're going to have a lively discussion on Wednesday regarding that. Regarding those electric things, there's got to be national standards out there right now that we can look at to apply to the township. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. Those folks aren't 
you know, electrical engineers. They don't know where they should go, shouldn't go, or anything else. Why not find out what the uh, national standards are? State standards, possibly. We have standards. It's hard to tell with the state sometimes. And, uh, you know, from that point of view, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. I'm sure that once we bring it up for discussion, we'll be able to do things like that. And uh, Yeah. Obviously, it's always good to copy what other people have done. Other townships may already have done this. Uh, that's something that I would look at. Doylestown has it where the new Wawa went in. Yeah, well, uh, Wawa's coming up for uh, discussion, too, with uh, the zoning, the planning commission. The next planning commission meeting, I forget when it is, but this is in the land development phase where they're going to tell you, you know, we're going to be doing this, we're going to be doing that. And one of the things that's required in our zoning over there is to have, I think, at least two charging stations. So that's required, but it's never defined in these, you know, in our zoning regulations exactly. Are they open to the public, free, or, you know, things like that. Somebody's paying for that electricity. It's not going to be Wawa. But but you know what? A lot of uh, hotels uh, and places uh, of business support that because if somebody's charging their Tesla for I don't know two hours, they're going to have to have lunch. You know, and oh, yeah. if it's near a restaurant, that's gives them business. So I don't know. They're all coming. Yeah, I mean, I used to have an electric vehicle, and um, a lot of the hotels uh, and places that I would stay had them, and it was kind of a decision maker for me as to where I was going to stay. And the only way it worked was once you checked in, you know, you used your like room key or something to swipe the thing in order to make the charging station work. So I think it's a real incentive for businesses to uh, offer that. I know Walgreens, there's a lot of places around that are doing it. And, and you know, your point, Greg, somebody's paying for it. And it's the, um, at least in my experience, it's the, it's the, you know, businesses that are uh, using it as a differentiator to get people in there. Um, you know, at some point, I guess when the, uh, when things invert and it becomes more, you know, people with electric vehicles than other ones and you know things are probably going to start to the change but right now it seems like you know it'd be a real almost no-brainer to say hey if a commercial business wants to put some of these charging stations in and um you know and they're going to pay for it and they're going to use some of their you know allotted spaces excess allotted spaces that they have to provide then uh you know let them knock themselves out yeah oh yeah well, that would certainly be an issue at the uh, Village of Newtown Shopping Center. People are complaining about the lack of parking spaces, and that's what the, the planning commission was concerned about. Will this take up too many spaces? And it was argued by the hotel that this lot that over there is frequently has multiple, multiple spots open in any case. Uh, but in the shopping center, you know, that could be a problem, except there are parking spots, you know, behind those buildings that nobody uses yeah. you know, because they don't want to walk around. But maybe that would be a good area for electric, electric charging stations. So it wouldn't take yeah. up 
parking spaces that people ordinarily use. So those are the things I guess an ordinance or something would have to take into consideration. Yeah. All right, it's getting hey, late. Hey John, just quick question or comment, I guess, if you're looking for input on the, uh, um, you know, how to spend the money. Um, <laughs> I, I'm uh, always a big proponent, I guess maybe it's because I'm a civil engineer by training, but you know, we build infrastructure. That's what, you know, municipalities and other things are, you know, one of their main functions is to build and maintain an infrastructure. And um, a lot of times those things over time wind up getting neglected for lack of funding and spending on other things um, that are more, you know, shiny objects and more attractive at the time they're being proposed. So, uh, you know, and they tend to be job things that produce jobs. Um, maybe they're temporary jobs, but things like paving, like you mentioned, and other stuff like that. Um, you know, that would be a thing that I would think uh, would be a, a great way to improve our environment here in the township and also, um, you know, provide employment for people and, uh, you know, help, help uh, get us, you know, to a better place. So that, that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I would like to see, uh, especially uh, roads, because, uh, you know, we have 80 miles of roads, you need to pay, repave at least four miles a, a, a year. And we're not, we're not doing that. So every year we get further behind in the condition of our roads. And so we really need to, I know, for example, Lower Mayfield just uh, approved spending $750,000 from its ARP funds, along with a loan from the bank to do about 11, 11 miles of road, something like that. Uh, and in, in the proposal that I've seen uh, wish list, I think it was, we only had like, Two or three hundred thousand or four hundred thousand, uh, you know. So we could spend a lot more money on uh, roads, but you know, you got the police asking for this. You got the parks and rec department asking for pavilions. You got the uh, the public works department asking for more bigger trucks. You got the administration asking for new software. Uh, I mean, this town needs a lot of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, everybody now has put their wishes in. And uh, my interest is, well, what are the wishes of the residents? Uh, how are they going to have a say in that? And um, nobody likes it when I do surveys. So uh, again, uh, I wish there were more people coming to public meetings, but maybe if we implement this uh, on YouTube, we can have more input um, from the residents. Uh, maybe we need to do something more to, to get ideas from the residents on how they would like to see the money spent. These funds, we can only spend it on something new or improving. We can't use it for, we can't put it in a slush fund for the police want a, a new police office. We're going to put some of that money away for, for their facility. Can we do that? Yes. Or do we have to spend it? I think it has to be spent by 2026 or something like that. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I don't know if it was like a one-year doom. 
You're done. No. We could put money into a, a special fund. I'm in favor of putting, uh, establishing, reestablishing a special road improvement fund so that, um, you know, we can establish this fund, put money into it, and if there's money left over, it stays in that fund. Uh, right now, we're, we're using just a line item for road improvement, and if we don't spend the money, it gets spent on anything, uh, and it's not available for next year. So those kinds of things, yeah. Um, it could be spent on, you know, uh, capital, other capital improvements. Uh, it could be spent practically on anything, except- well, we, couldn't, uh, we couldn't hire a new cop. We couldn't hire any firefighters because they're a continuing uh, employee. We can't use- Yeah, I don't think uh, that's part of it, right? Yeah. You're going to be hiring fire firefighters down the road. Tell me, for sure. I know we got a uh, request for a grant again, a safer grant, but from FEMA. Uh, we've been denied twice on that because they felt that we don't have the taxable resources after three years. The the, the grant would pay for three years to hire. I don't know, maybe three to five firefighters but after that we got to pay for it and they said that we don't have the resources to continue to pay for it so i don't see how this third time is going to be a charm to get that money okay. so uh, All right. that's down the road you know that it's coming because there's not that many people looking to volunteer anymore not yeah. in, in that type of a situation where i have a whole family that lives it lives for a fire companies but you know not everybody can do that not right. everybody's willing yeah. because it's a life yeah so i don't know if i'll be around when that decision is made but we'll see i hope so i hope so <laughs> i'll be around for four more years as supervisor that's my that's my term and then i'm not running for our office again <laughs> Thank you for attending, and I hope I see you in person uh, someday down the road here. Thank you, John. Thanks for continuing to host these things, too. It's a great yeah. venue, good way to uh, communicate. So thanks for doing that. Well, it helps me to get ideas, too. So I appreciate your ideas. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank good night.